Today on Bold Steps, Mark Job shows us how to not get swept away in the battles. There are some people here that started 10 years ago that are no longer worshiping with us because they were injured in the battle, because they have been deceived, sidetracked. No longer do they hold to their mission, but they've been swept out of the battle. There are casualties in this war. Welcome to Bold Steps with Pastor Mark Job, Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church and President of Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. Well, over the next three days, we're going to hear the final message in Mark's series, When You Believe, Everything Changes. And we're in Ephesians chapter 6 now. Mark, uh, Paul says there's an unseen world all around us, and there's actually a battle going on here. And Wayne, it is an intense battle. Yeah, so, yeah. And we talk about cultural wars, and we, you know, there's another battle that we don't hear about in the news, but as a believer, you feel the intensity of mm-hmm. it, and it is growing in intensity. It's not against flesh and blood, is it? And it's not against flesh and blood, no. And so this is one of the most primary passages in all of Scripture that tells us how to prepare for this battle on a daily basis. You can win the battle is the topic today. Here's Mark Job. We are in a time of war. And I speak of the reality in the spiritual realm. Oh, this is a war that goes sometimes unperceived by those that are not spiritually attuned to the other dimension of the spiritual world. How many of you know that wars go on and some people don't even know they're going on? Uh, There can be a war in Iraq and people dressed in military gear and fearful for their life and you could be downtown at Water Tower Mall shopping and, and not even remember, hey, there's a war going on. There are countries in Africa that are battling right now and having what is like a civil war, and we haven't even heard of those countries and barely know how to pronounce their name, but there's a war going on. Uh, There's people that live in the suburbs of Chicago that uh, come down to see the lights on on, on, uh, Michigan Avenue and don't even know that in some of our neighborhoods there are young people being shot and killed Every day, and there's violence and death, and there's a war going on. But if you avoid those neighborhoods, you would never know that there's a real war that's happening. Uh, There's a war going on here. And we live in one of the greatest battles that have ever existed. In fact, the concentration And the intensity of that battle is growing day by day. Why is it growing? Oh, because the day is approaching sooner and sooner. We live in a time where the battle in the spiritual realm is more intense than it has been for a long time. The Bible tells us that as we approach the end times that the closer the coming of Jesus comes to us, that the more intense the battle will become. It says that evil will increase, that demons and deceptions will grow. 
uh, that, that light and darkness will clash even more. We are approaching more and more. We are closer than any generation before us to the end times, to the fulfillment of prophecy in the book of Revelation. We are rapidly approaching the climax that leads to the greatest adventure and the greatest change that this world has ever known. It's all written and laid out in prophecy, but we live in those days. Oh, why we don't see the battle is because the battle is a spiritual battle. There are a multitude of realities that we live in. We live in the body, soul, and spirit reality. The physical reality is that which we see, feel, touch. Most of us live mainly in that reality. You're tired, you feel it. You shake someone's hand, you do a little exercise, you savor the food, the physical reality. But there's another reality, it's called the spiritual reality. It's the reality that, oh, we can't see with the naked eye because it's spirit. And the spirit can only be perceived and understood by spirit. The Bible says that God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The reason that you cannot physically right now see the manifestation of God is that God is in the spiritual realm. When you become spirit and let go of this body, then you will fully embrace and see the spirit of God because you will be fully spirit as well. But because you live in this incarnate form because you have a body and you operate through your senses, we only perceive glimpses of the spiritual world because we are a spirit being and the spirit speaks to us, but we don't see fully like one day we will see. But if I were able to give you some glasses here that were spiritual reality glasses and you could put them on, you would see that besides what you see here in the physical, there's a whole other world in operation here. With those glasses, you would see that There is a spirit inside of each individual here. It's called your own spirit. With those glasses, you would see that some of that spirit in some individuals here lies dormant because it has not been resurrected yet by the spirit of God. Only those that are born again have been resurrected. So some of you have a spirit, but it's dead still. You would also see in the spirit realm that there's something called the Holy Spirit. And you would see that the Holy Spirit rests on some more than others and powers some. It may manifest like tongues of fire, but it would be there. It would blow sometimes and move sometimes, but it's the manifest power of the Holy Spirit that's there. You would also discover in this realm that there are ministering spirits. We refer to them as angels. And maybe one would be hovered in a corner and would be over there, but they would be active and involved because there is a realm that we do not see of ministering spirits. If you look closely with those glasses, you would also see some other spirits. Uh, Spirits of oppression. Spirits of bondage. 
spirits that bring lies and captivity. You may even see that some people are controlled by spirits of this kind because there is a whole spiritual world out there that we sometimes are completely oblivious to. You would find in that world that there are spirits wrestling for the souls of people that are in this auditorium. You would see that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God wrestling for possession and others wrestling for oppression. The Apostle Paul, after giving us all this teaching out of the book of Ephesus, finally says in the last thoughts in the book of Ephesus, he says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers against authorities, against powers of this dark world, against spiritual forces in heavenly realms. So this morning, I want to talk to you about what it means to have victory and to win the battle in the spiritual warfare. There are some individuals that should be here that are not here today because they have fallen in the battle and have not gotten up. There are some people here that started 10 years ago that are no longer worshiping with us because they were injured in the battle, because they are casualties of this spiritual warfare, because they have been deceived, sidetracked, swept away, and no longer are in the battle fighting for the things of God. No longer do they stand their ground. No longer do they hold to their mission, but they've been swept out of the battle. There are casualties in this war. If you're going to have spiritual victory in this war, there are a few things you need to keep in mind. Number one, you win in this modern warfare when you learn to be strong in God and His power. How many of you know there's a difference between being strong in our power and being strong in God's power? How many of you know that when you're strong in your power, you're usually weak in God's power? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord God Almighty. In fact, some of us, when we try to be strong in our own self, when we're full of pride and self-confidence, we are weak because the Bible says that pride comes before a what? Before a fall. The stronger you think you are, probably the weaker you are. The more you know you are weak, the more you know that you can't, but he can, then the stronger you become because your dependence is on God. And the Apostle Paul says, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. In other words, as you gain your strength from God, as you as you depend on God and not yourself, as you are weak and he is strong, when you say, I can't, but nothing is impossible for him, then you start gaining strength in God. Sometimes we're strongest when we're at our weakest point in the flesh, but strongest in our spirit. After 40 days of fasting and prayer, Jesus was very, very weak in his body, but he was strong in his spirit. 
When Jesus was on the cross, he was weak in his flesh, but he was strong in his spirit. We're learning how to win in a spiritual war here on Bold Steps with our Bible teacher, Mark Job, and he'll continue in a moment. But did you know that you can always find these daily messages along with other faith-building tools and resources on our website by going to boldstepsradio.org. And for even more convenient access to these messages, you'll want to subscribe to our podcast. That way you can enjoy listening to these weekly Bible lessons while you're out for a hike or hitting the gym anywhere you go. Just open up your podcast app on your phone or mobile device, search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job, and tap the subscribe button. When you do, consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating and share the message you're listening to with a friend. By the way, you can also find Mark's teachings available on YouTube by subscribing to the Bold Steps YouTube channel. Discover new teaching videos on topics that really matter like marriage, addiction, dealing with worry, and finding purpose. Check it out today by logging into your YouTube account, searching for Bold Steps Radio, and clicking the subscribe button. If it helps, the website handle is youtube.com slash at boldstepsradio. Finally, for our Spanish-speaking friends, we've created a one-minute devotional just for you called Pasos Adathas to help you take bold steps of faith in your life. Find it at boldstepsradio.org by searching the menu bar for Pasos Adathas. Now, let's get back into today's Bold Steps. Our message is called, You Can Win the Battle. Once again, here's Mark Job. I just had a, a incident recently that reminded me how much we are in a spiritual battle and how real this spiritual battle is. We uh, left for Spain and I had been invited to speak to a pastoral conference and there's two young men that I'm mentoring that came with me and I thought it would be a great opportunity for them to uh, participate, pray and be a part of it and it was a great experience for them. We left on Friday to fly to uh, Madrid, Spain, and we had a layover in New York City. When we got to Kennedy Airport in New York City, we found out that the entire country of Spain, all of the airports, all of the airports were closed. That not a plane was coming in, not a plane was going out because the air traffic controllers had gone on strike. Anybody read about that? It just happened to be the weekend I'm going to Spain. So here we are in JFK Airport on our way to Spain, and they tell us there is no one going in and no one going out. The entire country's closed down. 330,000 people are stranded because it was a vacation weekend in Spain, a long weekend in Spain. It got so serious that Congress in Spain met together to pass a law that allowed the military to go in with guns and machine guns to the air traffic controllers and basically say, do your job or go to prison. And here I am going to Spain on that weekend. I got on the internet, I brought my laptop, got on the internet in JFK Airport, there were pictures of Thousands of wall-to-wall people in Barajas Airport in Madrid, Spain, just packed out. No one able to go anywhere. And we're going. So 
I gathered together with my son Josiah and Ozzy who went with me and we just prayed in front of the greasy food section in JFK Airport and we said, oh God, we believe that you have a divine appointment for us. Lord, you are sovereign and if, you, if you're going to delay us, then you'll have something that you want to do through this, Lord. So we live it up to you. How many of you know it's great to know that in the midst of crisis, there is someone that is above the crisis. He is sovereign. And the thing about God is that God always has an agenda. Oh, God has an agenda. And something may catch you by surprise, but nothing catches God by surprise because he sees around corners. And so within a few hours, they called us and said, we're boarding the plane. I was surprised and we're going to be flying to Spain. So we got on the plane, flew for about seven hours. The pilot got on the intercom system and he said, I have good news and bad news. The good news is you're landing in a half hour. The bad news is it's not in Madrid, Spain, it's in France. Everybody in the airplane went, oh, except Ozzy, who had never been to Spain. He was going, France, he was going, yeah. So we landed in Paris, France, and as we were waiting for our luggage, everybody's kind of in a moaning mood because we don't know how long we have to be there or how long we're going to be stuck and whether we'll ever be able to get to Spain. I'm thinking, I'm going to miss this conference. I got to try to call these people up and let them know. And so I'm waiting to get my luggage, and I strike up a conversation with this fellow who's an architect, found out he's an architect out of New York City and just chatted a little bit. He was kind of down because he was going to Spain for a birthday party and he was missing it. And so we were talking a little bit. I never like to tell people right up front, I'm a pastor. <laughs> kind of changes the way they treat me. I like to see it in the raw. So he's swearing a little bit, throwing this and that, swearing at this. Blankety blank this, and can't believe this blankety blank that, and blah blah blah. When they find out I'm a pastor, they usually try to sanitize all that. They usually have a little bit of a blank shock look on their face because they're rewinding all their conversations to try to remember what they said before they knew I was a pastor. So, he asked us if he can go downtown. We decided to make the best of us. We go downtown Paris. We take a taxi with him. We go down, down Paris. We're seeing the sights. Go on the Eiffel Tower. It's freezing cold down there. Come down. We're chatting a little bit. End up in a cafe in Paris drinking hot chocolate and coffee. Okay, not in the plan. I'm heading to Spain to do ministry. End up in Paris. But we believe there's a purpose and a plan. Now we're on a mission. He doesn't know we're men on a mission from God. So he starts zoning in on what's going on there. When he finds out we're on a mission going to Spain, trying to do something, I'm a pastor, he says, this is weird. He said, I'm divorced. After I got a divorce, my ex-wife and my son became Christians. My son is really into it, he says. In fact, he's one of those, what do you call him? Um, he's a youth pastor. He just told me that he spent a week, seven days fasting and praying for me that God would 
breakthrough in my life and do something in my life. Before I got on the plane in New York, I said, God, show me a sign, do something, and I'm at a crossroads. And this is weird that I'm in Paris, France, at this cafe with a pastor, and you guys are talking to me about God. There's something here. Chills are going up our spine like, okay, God, all right, we got a purpose. Hey, I'm starting to know why I'm in Paris. Not just so Ozzy can see the Eiffel Tower. There's something bigger than that. Talk some more and find out. He tells me the church that his son is a part of. And I said, hey, is the senior pastor from Honduras? He says, yeah, how do you know? I said, I just took a trip to Dallas, Texas a month and a half ago. I met your son's pastor. It just so happened that his ex-wife married the assistant pastor, and I met her too. Here I am in Paris, France at a cafe. I know his ex-wife. Why did God reroute that plane? Hey, I believe there was a 25-year-old youth pastor praying, oh God, bring a breakthrough to my father. God says, you want a breakthrough? I got some men of God going to Spain. I think your dad's going about the same time. I'm going to give them about half a day in France so they can get to know each other and start talking about the things of God. All I need is someone... Here we are in the lobby of the Hilton Hotel, paid for by the airlines, by the way. (laughs) Hands on this guy, all three of us around him praying, oh God, touch this man, oh God, help him. Oh God, don't let him be a Jonah. Lift up our hands, there's tears in his eyes. He's going to give you my number, I'm going to give you my email, man, God is doing something. What do I know? I know that God's in control. I know that when people pray and fast that God listens and he moves airlines and he moves schedules and he does what he has to do because when a son or daughter pray, when a mother or father pray, God hears those prayers and there's nothing that can stop the hand of God when people pray. Finding Strength in the Battle. That's the takeaway from today's message with Mark Job. You're listening to Bold Steps, and if you've missed any of the messages from Mark's brand new series, When You Believe, let me invite you to catch up right now when you visit boldstepsradio.org. Mark, we have listeners all across the globe, and some of them are going through a very hard time. The Bible promises that God's plan is ultimately for our good, and no schemes of the enemy shall prevail. So how do we take that promise to heart, even when our circumstances don't look so good? Yeah, and it's very difficult in the midst of our pain, our tragedy, our loss to see any good coming out of this. Recently, we had one of our professors, Samuel Naman, Dr. Samuel Naman, share of uh, many churches that were burned in Pakistan, where he's from, and uh, people left homeless. And you look at that and you say, this is so tragic, yet... Over the course of history, we've always seen that God will even take things that seem tragic and weave good out of it for His honor and glory and change our character in the process. And so that's why I love Max Lucado's book, 
God will use this for good, surviving the mess of life, because he helps us understand that even if we're in a painful time, difficult season, a season of tragedy, that that God has not abandoned us, that God has not let us go, that God has a purpose and a plan in all of it, even if we do not see it. Such an important reminder, especially when we go through these turbulent times. Thank you, Mark. We really want to get a copy of this book into your hands today, and it's our gift to you when you support Bold Steps with a donation of any amount. To send that financial gift in the mail, write to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. That's 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Or if it's easier, you can give and request Max Lucado's book, God Will Use This for Good, by going online to boldstepsradio.org. And when you partner with us by giving a monthly gift, we'll add your name to the growing list of faithful listeners we call Bold Partners. Your generous gifts will not only make a difference here and now, but in the generations to come. So sign up right now at boldstepsradio.org or call 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. And then before we close today, let me remind you to like or follow us on your favorite social media platform. You'll find us listed as Bold Steps Radio on Facebook and Instagram, and we look forward to seeing you there. I'm Wayne Shepherd. That's our time for today, but be sure to come back tomorrow when Mark continues with part two of this relevant and powerful message called You Can Win the Battle. We'll learn more about who the real enemy is and the equipment we need to win the battle against him. That message comes from our series, When You Believe, Everything Changes, and you'll hear it right here, Wednesday, on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.